Well, Harry Rothenberg is uh, with us live by a telephone. Uh, we, we know him and uh, and to work with him in so many different capacities. Uh, first of all, of course, the Rothenberg Law Firm has been uh, amazing supporters of ours. No secret that they take great pride in the work we're doing here at the network, and that's much appreciated. But Harry, of course, is uh, with us around 1 p.m. It's almost exactly 1 p.m., <laughs> depending on how long or short a song is. Uh, every Friday with his uh, video blog, we do the audio portion, of course, on our network as part of our Erev Shabbos show to get you ready for the uh, uh, for the weekly um, for the weekly parsha, uh, as well as um, uh, of course uh, we discuss all through the year with different members of the uh, Rothenberg Law Firm uh, different safety tips and things people need to be aware of as um, as situations arise and as different news items trigger different um, uh, responses and different. Uh, um, a reactions that we need to discuss on the air, and we thank them for that. And obviously, they are always praying for everyone's safety and security, and that's not a joke. If you know the way they're dedicated to the community, you know that. They are always hoping for everyone's safety and security, but if anything does go wrong, God forbid, they're always there for everybody at the injurylawyer.com, injurylawyer.com. In addition to that, Harry has... Um, you know, I, I invited Harry on this morning because <laughs> he's literally in this neighborhood tonight. He's doing an Aserish Mechuva lecture uh, that's happening at the Bialystoker Synagogue beginning at 8 p.m. tonight. Obviously, people within and anywhere, you know, with outside the neighborhood are all welcome to come. Uh, and I thought this was really cool that he spent some time here, but then I found out a few minutes ago that very recently he was on a speaking tour in Sydney, Australia. So I don't know. I don't know if the Lower East Side of Manhattan can compare, but we'll find out. Harry Rothenberg, Gamar Simatova, Good Yar, Happy, Healthy, and Sweet New Year, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, and to you as well, and it's always nice to be on. I appreciate that. So I thought it was a big deal that you're coming to Lower Manhattan, and uh, sure enough, you're telling me that you're you're traveling halfway around the world for these speaking engagements recently. Every trip and, and every audience is always a big deal. I take them all seriously. I don't take them for granted, and I'm looking forward to tonight. How did it work out during the three weeks? Did you have a nice uh, response down here when you, uh, when you appeared just a few weeks ago during the summer? Um, very nice. It's, al- it's always nice to, um, to be down there. It's a particularly nice crowd um, and nice, uh, nice venue. Yeah, it certainly is. Tonight. Very distinguished uh, uh, um, a location. The topic for tonight is knocking at the gates of heaven, supercharging our tefillos for Yom Kippur. Now, of course, I don't want you to reveal too much. We want people to come and be part of the presentation. Uh, But I think one of the biggest challenges people have as we get closer and closer to the big night tomorrow night and the big day on Wednesday is, 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 in fact, revving up and supercharging our prayers for the big day. Any secrets or tips you can reveal that might help all of us? Uh, I also don't want to spoil any <laughs> any surprises um, because I hope it will be meaningful. I can only uh, when I'm speaking. I always tell people I'm talking to myself. I was many years ago the boy and then the man who hated shul. It was very very difficult. It was tedious. I didn't know what I was saying. Um, but over the course of years and years of working on myself and working through the sitter, and and really putting time into thinking about that relationship with God and that opportunity to talk to Him directly, uh, I've made tremendous strides. And through mostly storytelling, um, but also some looking at some some psukim and some thorny seeming issues in the Torah, I hope to be able to uh, help people out and uh, and get get us get us all together uh, to a state where we're looking forward to the 
tefillahs rather than dreading them. But of course, the, there's a dread and awe from the day itself on Yom Kippur, but the, but the experience of going to shul shouldn't be one that's filled with dread. Can those words of encouragement spur on a young person as well? You must be of a certain age to finally get to that point where, uh, where you could turn things around prayer-wise. So I just did this talk in, in Sydney to a group of ninth and 10th graders. Wow. And in one of the sweetest, most innocent things I've ever seen, a young boy approached me afterwards, and he said, could I speak to him? I said, sure. He said, I'm on the soccer team, and we had a very big game, and for a few weeks beforehand, I was praying very sincerely, and we lost. Why did that happen? It was unbelievable. Interesting. So, so I didn't say to him, because God is not Amazon, doesn't work that way. <laughs> you don't fill up your cart, and then Elena is, is checkout, and you get whatever you want the next day. <laughs> I told him that we, you don't know, you don't know, only God knows what's best for you. That's part of what the chauffeur is. We put our, we say, you know, we don't even have any words for this to feel like. You, you put them together. You know what's really best for us. And you may take in, in the long term, you may find out that the adversity from losing was better for you overall than winning would have been. You don't know. You have to take a long-term view. But just the fact that he felt I prayed to God, mm-hmm. well, and, and he didn't answer me. Right. It was very sweet and very innocent and very compelling to me, because that's what we should all feel. And you mentioned to me off the air that the crowd you were speaking to was of really varied backgrounds. Very young and very varied backgrounds, yes. This particular person was, was very clearly, uh, I, w- I wouldn't say, holding with, the, with, the, uh, with all of the dictates of the, the 613 mitzvahs, but he had prayed sincerely and had questions, and it was... And it was very nice to see and nice to hear. Harry Rothenberg is with us tonight. He's at the Bialystoker Synagogue, presented by both Bialystoker and the Eastside Torah Center. The topic, Knocking at the Gates of Heaven, Supercharging Our Tfilos for Yom Kippur. Everyone's obviously invited. Admission is free, and it starts at 8 p.m. at the Bialystoker. You know, uh, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned about the fear. Uh, I think that's how you put it, that people have uh, going into Yom Kippur. Yet we do know, and we have plenty of sources and plenty of current sources, that reminds us that it is a really celebratory day. It's hard to believe that with the physical anguish that we go through in many different ways. Uh, but it really is a celebratory way. Is, is there a way to convey to people that balance, that we should exchange a little bit of that fear for some of the celebration of the day? I think the, way, the, the best way to convey that is that it's celebratory in a communal sense, in that we know, God's already reassured us, the Jewish people are going to be inscribed in the Book of Life. We, no matter what, no matter what's going on, in Congress or in various countries or in the world, we are going to survive uh, another year. Individually, it's very scary, because individually there are no guarantees. And we take it for granted, of course, we're all going to live till 120, and then I'm the one that gets the phone call when somebody you know, is told that they just lost their mother, their father, their brother, their sister, their husband, their wife, their son, their daughter, God forbid, you know, yeah. to any of us, and, and, and out of the blue, in, in a car accident or, or something similar. There are no guarantees. So scary individually, uh, but joyous collectively when we know that the Jewish people are going to survive another year. Um, with that in mind, with that balance in mind, do you look forward to Yom Kippur? Um, I am in the same boat as everybody else, which is that I enjoy very much singing along with the Kehila, knowing that we, the Kehila, the, the, the Jewish people, are going to get a good judgment. But individually, how can you help not but tremble when you're standing in front of the, the open gates of heaven, you know that you're being sent through, like it or not, you're being sent through God's x-ray scanner, and, hmm. and you're going to be judged in, in, in every possible aspect uh, of what you've done individually, and the, and, the, and the influence that you've had on others is going to be judged, and especially with, when, you're, when you're somebody who's the head of a household, and you realize how much responsibility you have, how many people are counting on you, 
you know, you take those prayers very seriously. Harry Rothenberg is with us <clears throat> talking about Yom Kippur. Uh, you and your family members, staff members come on during the year. We talk about different, uh, different tips and advice and, and things that people in the community and outside the community should be concerned about. Um, what about those who would ask you how to get involved? Uh, I, I think you've made, I think it's obvious to most that your, your, your work in, in this area of, uh, of presenting Torah lectures, partners in Torah, et cetera, is a, is a, an amazing cause for you. One that you take, uh, and do with great pride. Uh, there are others out there who want to get involved in the community and might use this time of year for a little bit of a new year's resolution to in fact be more involved. What would your message be for someone who's contemplating that direction? Well, we all have different talents, and I can't imagine that someone who says, I want to do something for the Jewish people, who's in a community or, or near a community, if not in one, who picks up the phone and says, hi, I'd like to volunteer for fill-in-the-blanks. There are countless organizations. There's, there are the shuls that need people to, to help set up. There are our, our rooms set in the shul where I daven. They reconfigured the shul. They moved the mechitza from, from one, one side to, to facing the other way, perpendicular. He said, we didn't press a button, and it happened. People <laughs> came to the shul, and they had to reset it, move the mechitza, and move the tables, and move the chairs, volunteer. You have, you have people that pack bags for the, or, or packages for the poor. You have people that visit the sick. You have people that make meals for the sick. We, we have, it's, it's Mika Amcha. The level of chesed that goes on in our um, cities, our communities, is, is unprecedented and unequaled anywhere in any other type of community. And there are endless opportunities for people to get involved and to volunteer their time. And I always tell this to people, that when I go to speak in these places, I don't charge to speak. I just ask for reimbursement or transportation. Right. And people say, I, the, I was judging a, a, a Jewish public speaking competition in Sydney, and one of the other judges was a member of parliament. And she just couldn't understand the angle. She said, I don't understand, so why are you doing like I wasn't making money, and it, and it wasn't business network, and it's taking away from your time. Your and it's taking time. away from my time. And I explained to her that I don't. We have an obligation, in addition to our well-known obligation to donate our money, ten to twenty percent of it. You have an obligation to donate ten to twenty percent of your time, significant and helpful to people who need that help. And what did it end up? Uh, it was eighteen presentations in five days. Was that what the figure was? I think so. Yeah, I think it was eighteen. Yeah. You have any special, you know, your video blog is amazing, and we love uh, we love making it part of our programming. You have any special thoughts about this transition that we're in now between Moses and Joshua as the uh, Torah come to its conclusion, and we have that big celebration coming up? Do you have uh, any thoughts on leadership or transition uh, when you examine that situation closely? Well, it, it has particular resonance for me because Rashi tells us um, that, that Moshe talks about the, the Yidden going off the path after his death, and Rashi says they didn't go off the path after his death. It wasn't until after Yahushua. So he points out that to a Rav, his disciple, his student, is as dear to him as is himself, and so he feels that he's still alive as long as his student is still alive. Wow. So my Rav, Rabbi Uziel Malevsky, Zatzal, is no longer with us, but I feel that as long as I can keep spreading his Torah, that I'm keeping him alive. And I think it's something that we should all think about. Every one of us has a Rebbe, a teacher, an influencer, a, a parent, a grandparent who influenced us, and to the extent that we're, we're, we're continuing their legacy, we're keeping them alive. It's a very powerful thing to keep in mind. Amazing message. Uh, well, like I said earlier, Harry, we thank you. We thank you for uh, for being part of what we do and and really recognize the uh, amazing work that you're doing. I remind everybody, Harry Rothenberg tonight in a special Aserish Made Chuva lecture, a really good way to get ready for tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow's Kol Nidre night. Uh, tonight it's entitled Knocking at the Gates of Heaven, Supercharging Our Tfilos for Yom Kippur. It's right here in this neighborhood, 
Uh, everybody from every neighborhood is invited. 8 o'clock at the Bialystoker Synagogue. Admission is free. Uh, it's at 7 Willett Street here in Lower Manhattan. Harry Rothenberg will present. And I take this opportunity to wish you and everybody at uh, at your office and family a Gemar Chesimotova, uh, happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. And again, a big thank you to you. And uh, we should have a wonderful, peaceful, and celebratory year together. Amen, and the same to you and your family and all of your listeners. Much appreciated. Harry Rothenberg, everybody. Great messages as we get ready for Kol Nidre night tomorrow night. Unbelievable. What a time of year it is.